Hey guys, Ben here from Comic Comedians. I just wanted to tell you guys about the best podcasting program there is called Anchor. Anchor is literally the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody. My name is Ben Schubert with Comic Comedians. Thank you guys for tuning in. And today, as a guest, I have Lex from the Wednesday Pull List. He is a longtime collector and good friend of mine. And today we're going to be talking about diversity in comics. But before we jump into this segment, hey, what's your dad's favorite kind of superhero? The Punisher. All right, let's jump into that title sequence right now. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comic Comedians. My name is Ben Schubert. This is the only show where we talk about diversity and we want it more, right? So today I'm here with Lex from the Wednesday Pull List. How are you doing today? You're... <laughs> I couldn't like, be, be I couldn't be better. Sorry, amateur hour. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, it couldn't be better. Um, basically, you, you run a TikTok page. You have your own podcast called the Wednesday Pull List as well. Yeah, really. Just I predominantly have the podcast. That's kind of our whole thing. And then we just jumped on TikTok to kind of ride the uh, trend. Okay, and, uh, it's been going so far, so good, good so far. Right. Okay, so and uh, what what's your background on comic books? Like, how'd you get into it? How long you been collecting? And when... I have been collecting comic books probably since 1993. So before I was born. <laughs> yeah, so I've been collecting comic books for quite some time now. Uh, I fancy myself a pretty serious collector. I, okay. I have some pretty, I have too many boxes. So same. I, I started collecting right out right out of high school. I mean, I got my first comic book when I was eleven. Yeah, like it was a big omnibus. But uh, I got I think I didn't start collecting until I got my first job. That's really when it started. That makes so, sense. Yeah. So, who is your favorite comic comic character of all time? My comic book, my favorite comic book character of all time has to be Rom the Space Knight. It's an old old character, uh, very obscure character, but yeah, he's my absolute favorite. On the space, not, okay. I I usually uh, I usually go with uh, Batman Beyond. He's usually my my go to. I I just I love his message that he always has. He always he lives by his code, but you know he also has to listen to Bruce Wayne in his ear the entire time. He's such a Terry McGinnis is just somebody I've always wanted to be. You know, you get like an awesome Batman suit. You, you're pretty much set for life. You know, yeah. that, that yeah. it's, it's the dream. I, that, that's what I, I, I want. Love, I do love Batman Beyond. And having collected for so many years, I have a ton of favorite characters. But yeah, Rom started years, I think probably my freshman year of college. I'd been collecting a long time and it was probably Spider-Man up until then. But I really like obscure characters um, that a lot of people tend to not like. And so my friends would always make fun of me for that. Luckily, I had a group of friends in my freshman year of college that all collected comic books. So right. they would make fun of my obscure love or my love for obscure characters. And they joked, well, you probably like Rom. And I didn't really at the time. 
but uh, I was like, yeah, sure. So I went on eBay one night and <laughs> bought the entire collection. And then uh, so far, I've, I've I have three full complete collections of ROM. I just I fell in love with the character as a joke, but you know it just developed over time. So we're going to be talking about diversity in comic books, and this includes race, gender, and sexual orientation. And if we want to, we can jump into religion as well. But I know comic books don't, they do kind of jump into that, but Sometimes. not really. So that's why I kind of left it out. But it, if you do have any input on that, you go, you go right for it. But mm. first, we're going to talk about race in comic books. In comic books, I mean, people like Dwayne McDuffie mm-hmm. really, like, I would say really set the, the, the stage for that, right? Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, he is, he was a genius and uh even still as an underdog still people don't realize how many of their favorite shows and books were created by him um it's it's quite a shame yeah i mean icon is probably like i didn't know about him until maybe two years ago Mm. when i watched young justice i was watching it i was just like dude who is this dude so i looked him up and i was like he's he's black superman like i mean there's people that say they're like there's calvin ellis but like I'm like no, this guy yeah. is is time traveling black Superman. Like yeah. that's literally what he is, and that's like super cool. He's a lawyer. He fights for what's right, and I I appreciate that so much about him. And you know, Icon deserves a movie. If I'm gonna be honest, oh yeah. So yeah. and Variety and at DC Fandom, they they have all confirmed that Michael B. Jordan, I believe, is going to be producing a Static Shock movie. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe the. Uh, uh, milestone media universe could start i hope so um i'm a huge static shock fan it's another one of the uh one of the few series that i have the entire collection of i speaking of dc fandom and we're talking about race and and comics and in, in general you i really feel like dc botched the uh milestone return they announced a DC fandom and it was supposed to come out in February. It was supposed to be this big thing. And, um, and it's just, it still hasn't come out. Yeah. They pushed it back. I mean, obviously we're in a pandemic. So those things you have to factor in, but it's just something that has always fallen by the wayside and it happened again. And static is such a huge character uh, that could bridge that gap between uh, yes. sort of those race, religion, or, you know, relationships and it's just, it's a shame. Like, honestly, the best thing I wish they could do is just bring that damn show back. I mean, yeah. that's what I, I love the show and it left us on the biggest cliffhanger, but I'll get to that in a minute. You know, <laughs> excuse me. It, it, it sucks because you know, that, that show, it don't, they only canned it because I believe it wasn't selling toys, you know? So I, yeah, I think DC back then only made shows to sell toys. Yes. They're the only thing they had an amazing legion of superheroes show back then that was selling toys and then the moment they dipped they canceled that show which but was now sad. they realize that all these kids who couldn't buy the toys when at that age are now able to buy those toys with their adult money yeah and uh, so now they're bringing all these shows back like take teen titans for example with teen titans versus teen titans go then yeah. then so many other things and but when it comes to diversity i i think dc probably has the better handle on it i mean would you agree or would you not um with race maybe a little bit it's easy for marvel to um 
it's easy for Marvel to kind of get their their card in because they have the the mutants as an allegory to yeah. uh, race relationships. So it's kind of like a cop out, but DC DC have probably has the best book uh, ever made right now. It's called The Other History. And yeah. it's pretty much all talking about uh, Black Lightning. Oh yeah, question, from his perspective, question. the history yeah. of Mar- yeah, the history of the DC universe through it's, through Black Lightning's perspective. Yeah. And then the the issue three goes into Katana. So they're doing all different sort of diverse characters. And it's probably top five books I've ever read. And so my problem really isn't, um, and this will go for all the topics, sexuality, race, gender. It's really, I don't think it's, it's on paper. Yes, we have a problem on paper, you know, representation. But my main concern is people at the table. Uh, none of it really matters if they don't have diversity in the, you know, in the creative rooms. Right. You know, people at the big table. Because right now, let's be honest, and I don't mean this, and before I say anything in this episode to anyone listening, yeah. I don't mean to be offensive, and I'm no expert on race relations or anything like Believe that, me, but... I'm tiptoeing around this too as <laughs> yeah. a straight white man. You know? But <laughs> in those rooms, in those those uh important rooms yeah. there are a bunch of old white guys yeah that are using diversity and race and uh, sexuality and all these things because it's a trending topic in the media right now and i don't know if it's actually sincere it's hard to tell honestly because of the 24-hour news cycle and things like that it's really hard to tell sincerity on paper so yeah I mean, Marvel, I mean, the, their, the head of the, uh, their head, like the person that like checks off on everything, uh, she is uh, from like Middle Eastern descent. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she's also the creator of Kamal Khan, Miss Marvel. Yeah. So, I mean, Marvel is starting to figure it out like, hey, Gail Simone and Kelly yeah. Sue McCormick, they, 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 they actually know what they're talking about. How about yeah. we put them in charge, you know? I would say that Marvel has, in my opinion, Okay, so DC on paper has better representation, yes. it seems like, but in the creative rooms, Marvel is oh, yeah. far, far ahead of DC. Yeah, and this is not like me trying to break apart DC and Marvel. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about like comics in general. What do you think they're doing right, comics in general, when it comes to race? And, you know, I just think the importance of certain characters and nowadays is is making a turnaround you know miles is such a huge character yes uh, he's biracial it's for someone i'm a biracial person my mother's japanese my my dad's black and so i feel like representation in that sense is good you have kamala khan which is a huge character that came out of nowhere um i remember when the marvel point one came out where she was um her first appearance and it, those copies were everywhere no one was picking them up yeah. And now they're, you know, $600, $700. Yeah, it's because she's getting her show. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. now she's and she was such a popular game. character. She was the main character in the oh, game. Oh, yeah, she was in the video game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. No, no worries. Yeah, so I feel like the first steps are there. One of the main problems is uh, that companies have to deal with is trying to keep everyone happy. And that's, right. uh, and that's a, sad, a sad truth. 
Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I think one thing that they could do that could be better is, you know, worry about the stories as well. I mean, it's it's very important to have people of, of color and of different races and orientation in, in the big room that you were talking about with all mm-hmm. the old white men. But um, it, that that's very important. But it's also important to have diverse writers, artists. And yeah. Marvel's doing a great job, especially right now with this new Captain America thing that they're doing. They're having... A gay Captain America. I read. Mm. I read it in the Guardian. They they said an article in the in the Guardian. It said that um, they're making a a Captain America who's a teenager, so he's Gen Z. Mm-hmm. He is also a part of the LGBTQ. I believe he's gay, and uh, he's also he fights for the oppressed and the unknown. And he's going to help Captain America when he loses his shield. Yeah, now, I think he's homeless too. He's the Captain America of the railways. Yes, yeah, so, exactly. And they're the having a uh, transgendered woman uh, do be the artist on it, and they have a gay mm-hmm. man writing it. So obviously, they know what it's like to be a yeah. like you know separated, and what it, and what it's like to grow up as a teenager during that time. Yeah, I think they're starting to see that people that write these stories it it comes off more genuine when they have these experiences yes you have certain people write certain stories and they've never had certain experiences and it's just it comes off either flat or disingenuous so like take uh, daniel Keeblesmith. i i mean i'm sure you heard about the new warriors debacle that was going yeah. to happen that I, I don't even think that it's happening anymore with a uh, no. snowflake and safe space i'm a huge uh, new warriors fan yeah, Mike Thrasher is one of my favorite characters of all time, and so when I, it was announced that they were doing a new a new New Warriors book, I was in. I was one hundred percent in. I was going to buy every copy of everything I could find. Yeah. Uh, then they announced these new characters, and at first I was like, "Okay, great, that's cool." They're teaching a new era. Yeah. But the, some of the names, it just it seems apparently. I mean, they got a comedian. He's a comedian. He's a comedic yeah. writer. He, he he used to write for Stephen Colbert. And, and yeah. I, I read this all on a daily caller. Uh, he said that, oh, these are just terms that people use for, for these. I was like, yeah, but no. not in a good way. Yeah. No, Snowflake, no. Yeah, these were, and he, he made a claim that he wanted to change the uh, meaning the meaning of these these names. And it just, it just came off really, really bad. And, yeah, and I was just like, no. And at first I thought he was joking. Like I, I really, yeah. I, when I heard, I was like, they're making two new LGBTQ characters called Snowflake and Safe Space. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's like a kick right to the face. And then I watched an interview with him and I was like, this dude's serious. Yeah. No one wanted like, that. And I'm all about new characters. Yeah. LGBT, every, I'm, any, it doesn't matter. I'm all about new characters. Right. And uh, yeah, that just fell flat. It was just not. It didn't seem genuine. It seemed more of a parody and, and nobody needs that. Yeah, especially in a time like like right now where, you know, yeah. they're just starting to become more like self-aware. And, yeah, like, people are fighting for yeah, representation. Fighting for, and thank is, you. That's the word I was looking for, representation. They're just now getting representation and, uh, you know, that that and then making them a laughing joke yeah. would not help them whatsoever. Now, let's move over to the topic of uh, gender. Because gender is like also one of the biggest, biggest things right now as well. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, all of these things are equally as important, but, For sure. you know, like gender, like women in comic books, like I, I don't know exactly when Wonder Woman first appeared, debuted, but I believe she mm-hmm. was one of the first. Yeah. 
be a woman in comic books to have her own storyline. Yeah. And she was created by a man. And a weird guy. Yeah. He was a weird dude. Yeah. Cross Jester, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 He was a weird guy. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's, it's now time like for people like Gail Simone and Kelly Sue McCormick. Yeah. To, jump in on this and they're just like let's write these good stories like i was watching this have you seen the 616 documentary on yeah. uh yeah did you watch the second it, episode? Yeah. yeah the second episode i'm not gonna lie. i sent that episode right to my sister my sister obviously is all about all this stuff she i was mm-hmm. just like yo watch this and she was just like i love this and i i didn't know that they had like women writing like the power pack i didn't know about her yeah like I apparently Chris pack. Claremont did not want to give up the X-Men. Yeah. And no. she got the power pack. And the power pack actually really became successful, as a lot of people know. Thus the defenders on Netflix. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, you know, and women and uh Jenny Whitward on a on the writer of Den of Geeks, she mm-hmm. she wrote an article talking about Gail Simone's women in refrigerators. And I'm I'm so glad that that's something for for my viewers who don't know what women in refrigerators is. Mm-hmm. It's basically writing a story about a woman, uh, but they have to be quote unquote fridged, like killing off an important character to make their story evolve more. For example, yeah. in uh, the first Suicide Squad movie, the Joker. Yeah, they killed the Joker. I I I don't wouldn't want to say Wanda from uh, Age of Ultron. I believe she was also. When yeah. Quicksilver was killed, that really jumped her, her yeah. story as well, all the way into WandaVision. You know, and it happens more and more often. And now that I reread these stories, I'm just like, it, yeah, it doesn't make sense. She goes, if you take away what what it's like to be a woman to, uh, if you take away like the ideas of a woman, girls aren't going to want to read it. Yeah, I love that term. And I love Gail Simone for coming up with the uh, woman in refrigerator sort of uh, not movement but sort of meaning it, it all stemmed from a Kyle Rayner is my favorite Green Lantern and it yes. stemmed from his book so when he first became Green Lantern he had this love interest that uh, was helping him figure out how to be Green Lantern and within the yeah. third issue Major Force came to his house killed his girlfriend stuck her in the refrigerator and it served as sort of a catalyst for him to be because he was a jokester. So it served as a, a catalyst to become a real hero and yeah, sort of dive deep into his powers. And it just seems like it was a it was a great female character. Uh, and it just seems really silly to have to have to kill those people off to to you to use sort of as a plot device rather than an actual character. It just it seems silly. Now, one character that I really think about that got fridged real hard, it's it's a Beast Boy. Now, if anybody has been fridged, it is that kid. Like, through all the trauma, the fact that you think that he jokes all the time, it's because he's hiding behind tears. Yeah, he's a great character. Yeah, you know, like, he lost both his parents, and he blames himself because he could have saved them, but, you know, Mm -hmm. he obviously couldn't. And then, then he got this one girl that didn't make fun of him, and then she was killed. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he was raised by, uh, he got adopted. Those parents were killed. And then he was put into the Doom Patrol. Yeah, and they have a whole mess of problems. So Yeah, yeah that's just a, that's just a problem. And then he finds his home with the Teen Titans, which, mm-hmm. and on top of all that, if anybody's been fridged, it's him, you yeah. know? So, but like I said before, with the diversity, uh, 
uh, sorry, not diversity, the race. What, what do you think they're doing that's right? I think they are, inc- they're starting to see that with the su- su- success of movies, Wonder Woman and things like that, they're starting to see that there are actual women that read comic books. I know a lot. Um, and that want representation, just like everyone else wants yeah. representation. Um, they're starting to see that it's not so cut and dry as far as the demographics for people reading comic books. And that even guys, men enjoy reading strong women in comics. Now, there are guys out there that are intimidated by the Captain Marvels and the Wonder yeah. Womans out there. There are sensitive guys out there, and we all have seen them. We've all interacted with them on the internet, but I would not imagine that that would be their target demographic. Those exactly pretty toxic. And, and, and I agree with you. Like they, they're it, it gets very toxic sometimes, and I feel like that's part of the problem. You know, like uh, I'm I'm sure you've seen my video on that Captain America, and yeah. that that comment section that it ain't it. You know it what gets, I mean? Yeah, it gets real rough, real fast. You know, and I sent it to the writer and he was actually appreciative that I made that video because yeah. I just said, give this kid, because the book hasn't even come out yet and people are already judging it. No. And they were like, oh, it's a valid opinion that we don't like it. I was like, what's your valid opinion? Which part do you not like? The part that he's gay, the part that he's homeless, or the part that he's Captain America? Which part yeah. do you not like? I've gotten into some pretty <laughs> conversations with people about it too. And my, I always fall back on, you haven't read it yet. Amen. So like you can have your preconceived notions. I can have my preconceived notions. I'm excited about it. Yeah. And it's the exact same. Just how I can be not excited about it without reading it. Reading it. You can be not excited and have all these preconceived notions, but it doesn't, neither one of those things matters because we haven't read it yet. So. And I don't want to hear a word out of you yeah. until you read it. Exactly. <laughs> like, if it's like right now, you can talk all you want, but when it comes out, you better go to the store, pick it up for $3, by the way, yeah. and read it. <laughs> well, see, a lot of these people, and what is I think is so funny, especially in the collecting community, is a lot of these people have these staunch, uh, you know, not even getting into sides or anything like that, but they have these staunch opinions on characters of uh, color and diverse, just different diverse groups, but they'll also be the same people that buy 12 copies and try to flip them on uh, eBay. So it's like they have a problem with the diverse characters in comic books, but they don't have a problem with profiting off the diverse characters in comic books, which right. is, is, is hypocritical. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's probably one of the saddest things I hear, yeah. you know, because like, people work hard on these characters and the least we can do as fans is read it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's all we ask. That's legitimately all they are asking for as well. Yeah, you know, and and then, yeah, and, you know, that's why I love characters like Static Shock. That's why I love characters like Falcon. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is doing an amazing, amazing job of that right now. I, yeah. I'm good. I, I know we're talking about comics, but, you know, I'll jump into the TV shows right now because I feel like it's important to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, especially with characters like uh, with, with one of our mutual friends, Strat Hat Goofy. That poor guy went through hell and back. That was rough to watch, yeah. Yeah, dude, I I teared up when I saw that. Especially you know, because he's such a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, especially and so is Jay Stubbs. She she yeah. works her ass off, you know. Yeah. And I I seen so many things said to her as well. And it's weird. It's to me. It's it's more like I. It makes me sad 
and it makes me think but it also just makes me realize that there's a lot of weird people out there it's weird before anything else it's hateful and all that but it's just weird that people have these staunch opinions and then they will put them on other people it to me it's just so strange i've never you know lived like that i don't understand how people do yeah i agree it 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 is weird and and i feel like it's because they're hiding behind a screen they like if they were if they were there face to face i would not want to i would not want to be in the same room i i could only imagine the things that uh, that that megan would do to (laughs) to that yeah she's a pretty fierce lady yeah i I feel like she claws would come out yeah i'm scared of her yeah i i I would be too i I, like i didn't even do anything and i'd be afraid yeah i'm scared (laughs) of her (laughs) same with straw hat i wouldn't want to be in that room yeah yeah no that video it it hurt me and i made a video about it and then there were people like being ignorant i'm just like just accept that you you were wrong just accept you know and now kevin feige literally had to get up on it on stage and be like yeah it's about race like, yeah. <laughs> like i didn't know i had to tell you that but i guess i did you know and i'm just people, like come people on will do anything people will hide behind uh anger to to not see it and it's yeah sad. so so to fix so what do you think that comics should do to, to you know fix this situation do you think there's anything they can do with gender gender and- race religion whatever so it's like diversity as a whole diversity as a whole i feel like it has to it it can't just be um on the page and it can't just be like i said in the big room it has to be interwoven through the the actual structure of the company and i and i don't mean and so people i know there are people out there that say people shouldn't get jobs because of their color of their skin or their gender or their sexuality. And I agree with that, but I also feel like people shouldn't get these jobs. Like they shouldn't be denied these jobs for those things either. There are equally talented people across the spectrum of people. And I feel like these giant million dollar corporations should do a little bit more to try to integrate diversity. I agree. You know, like deservedly so, but not you know not just because someone's black or someone's gay or you know transgender if they deserve it then yes inter- but i just feel like i should do more to try to include other people yeah like you know work it all the way down to the panels at comic con get get mm-hmm. somebody whoever's hosting the panel you know yeah you know maybe and they did a great job of that at dc fandom you know like oh, uh, talking about australia they actually had a whole they had a whole panel for Australian actors and writers. They had Tom Taylor. They had some of the Titans actors on there, mm-hmm. you know, and then they, they also had one for African-Americans and, and then obviously the static shock reveal when yeah. they had Phil Lamar and, and some guys from milestone media come out so and talk great. about it. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, Oh my gosh, this, this is great. And, you know, and HBO max does red carpet things like for justice league. They, they had Kevin Smith host a, entire you know like red carpet event that mm-hmm. they could they could do that as there as well so not only higher diversity in the writers but also in artists and panel yeah. hosts and like i'm not saying everybody not everybody has to be white like that's not what i'm trying to say yeah. like what i'm saying is just make just make it diverse yeah you know, make it equal among everybody and, yeah no one's saying get rid of all the white people I feel, yeah. again i feel like 
doing that would be the opposite of yes diversity it would be the exact opposite thing of inclusion i agree and yeah we we should not just yeah like not get rid of all the white people yeah that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying you know if there's a panel that's something related to that like like let's say they they were okay here we go what like let's say they're doing a panel on shang chi or not shang chi uh shang chi Mm -hmm. so obviously an asian american could do the panel you know have him host or 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 her you know that that that'd be a perfect perfect example and that's another thing that marvel is also doing great with you know they got black panther now they're doing shang chi so there's so many so much I'm, i'm so happy that they're starting to realize this yeah the the first steps are definitely there and i just hope that uh again like i said it's it's hard for someone that i tend to be relatively jaded so it's it's hard for someone to see if it's genuine or not i feel like it is but i don't want to be naive so i just hope that it continues um and it it keeps going forward rather than just you know staying where it's at like oh this is good people are satisfied we'll just keep what i just hope that it continues to progress right all right so before i we go into our next the the next part of the podcast of our, our pitch meeting uh, mm-hmm. what uh, is there anything else you would like to add to this uh no i just i feel like we've done like a job um the diversity is there but it's at the very beginning yes um i feel like the community is split down or it's split with people that that are aware that things are changing and then some people that don't want to stick change. with that want to stick with the old ways and don't ruin stanley's vision yeah and it's just it's it's a little weird because times change and yeah. people change and so i i appreciate to see it reflected on the page because i love comic books so much yeah and kids out there listening like the if it's net if you guys want to start it has to start at some point yeah but when is it gonna start you know, yeah. and you, like you said, it, we're literally in the beginning of these steps, and I'm glad to see that it's going to progress. And that I'm going to be part of comic book history as I read along with this. Yeah, but we're going to pitch a a diverse comic series. Uh, it, it could be like a reboot of a character. It could be your own character if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it could be a mini series. It could be an ongoing series. Whatever you want it to be. Um, if you already have one, you can go ahead and go first. I do have a character. Um, so my co-host and I, uh, we've written a comic book. We have yet to publish it. We are in the inner workings of trying to grow the podcast more to, to sort of use that as a leverage. But it's about a character. His name's Pat. He's from the future. He's a sort of a police officer from the future. He gets stuck in the past and... Um, I, I tend to like stories that uh, black characters and and transgender characters, you know, whatever you are, you don't have to de- don't have to rely on the trauma of being related to these characters. Like it, I, I, I I'm aware that these char- these stories are important. I don't want them to go anywhere, but I am tired of uh, black trauma stories with these characters in inner cities. That, and I get those people need re- representation. I'm saying that. But there are also other stories. like That's why I liked Hardware so much in Milestone. He was this rich, uh, t- black Tony Stark type character. Yep. 
and so this story is about a guy sort of a police officer from the future gets stuck in the past without going into like crazy details of it but uh him being so out of touch because he's some from the future and dealing with um you know racial tension and things like that because in the future it's so far off and it seems like a joke that people would act like that and um and sort of his life dealing with that and sort of you know, superheroes as well so in, inner workings of superheroes and trying to fit in with the heroes of this time so that's kind of where we're at without me going into like a full yeah <laughs> two hour in-depth conversation yeah. about that but yeah it's a story that we we wrote uh my co-host is white and so he and he he's very uh conscious of kind of like those relations and stuff yep. like that so it's it's very very cool. that's great i can't wait to read it when it comes yeah. out um basically mine it's gonna it's kind of like a build off of something um like i said before the static shock series that i was talking about mm-hmm. as you know batman the anime excuse me batman and the animated series um they kind of did a spin-off in their comic books or are currently doing it right now where they had it's kind of like a build off to the animated series that Kevin Conroy was a part of they even they even went as far to actually have Kevin Conroy read aloud on Instagram live to the readers yeah. so i kind of want to do that but with static shock i want closer closure to that show because yeah sort of like an adventures continued exactly and we it could still cover because the thing I loved about Static Shock was it covered topics that most shows did not want to cover, mm-hmm. you know, like violence with wet guns. Literally, uh, when Tech got shot with a gun, like yeah. they were teenagers, you know, there was a school shooter and he got shot in the face, and I'm like, they were showing this to seven year olds, yeah, you know, that and you know, I would love to see that built off you know talk about those hard-hitting stories that and teach those the kids today those lessons that need to be taught is and and while all doing the same giving young black children the 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 hero that looks like them you know because static shock you you don't see him in the comics anymore no or at least not as often you know it's been a while and i mean he's coming back but it's been it's been a while yeah like uh i'm sure you read death metal right oh yeah imagine static shock and death metal it was sad to not see any of those characters in there right like icon static and death metal you know against barbados and and the 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 one who laughs that would be amazing but they they couldn't do it i mean i don't know if it was like a milestone thing or if it was like a dc thing i I don't know if they're definitely probably a dc thing i would imagine milestone you know because we saw static in young justice yeah um it seemed like he was going to have a prominent role, but then he just kind of got sidelined. Icon, like you mentioned before, was in Young Justice. Um, I agree. A continuation of that st- series would be good because just like in Batman, The Adventures Continues, they're doing Deathstroke and they're doing Jason Todd and these stories. The like People we couldn't the, see in the show yeah, because they the couldn't Bruce, legally put that on yeah. a seven-year-old show. Yeah, the Bruce Tim version of these characters. And it would be cool to see hardware, Icon, you know, people like that in the in the Static Shock show that we never got to see. And especially because the Static Shock show did tie into the DCAU animated yeah. universe. So, you know, obviously we could bring in Kevin Conroy, do an Instagram live with Phil Lamar. Imagine, oh, man. you know, and then we could have Green Lantern make his little cameos. So that way yeah. Phil Lamar could knock that one out too. You That'd know, be cool. I love Phil Lamar. He's such an amazing actor. I agree. So uh, before we close out, um, just go ahead and tell us your name, where we can find you, plug yourself in, man. 
I'm Lex. I'm the co-host of the Wednesday Poolist podcast. You can find us at wednesdaypool.com. Uh, hit the about me section for all the other social media links. But uh, I encourage you to sign up for our email list because every Wednesday you'll get my top 10 list. We're sort of the Oprah's book club of the comic book community. It's the top <laughs> 10 books that come out in the week that you should pick up. I usually put it out at midnight so people can take it to the comic shop with them. And uh, our podcast also drops at 10 a.m. on Wednesdays. So, And you get your podcast where? Everywhere. Okay. Because I was trying to find Wednesday pull list on Spotify, but I, I just couldn't find it. Oh, man. But- it's the- I'll send it to you. All right. I appreciate that because I do want to listen to your podcast. Yeah. And you guys can find me. My name is Ben. You guys can find me at uh, Shuby Dubert on TikTok and on Instagram. And my podcast Instagram would be Comic Comedy Podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming out and listening to this. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Lex, for taking some time out of your day. I, I, I would love to have you on again, especially Absolutely. for like a more fun topic. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just felt like because I did it. The reason why I did this is because I, I did an assignment where I had to pretend that I was a 23-year-old Arabian man. Mm. And uh, I had to watch movies to see if they represented me. Oh, oh my okay. gosh. Almost every movie did not represent me. I think the only one that got me was Power Rangers. Yeah, that's tough. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, I was just like, I got to do a podcast on this. And I was like, who better than, you know? So thank you so much for being on. I would love to have you on again. I would love to do it. Yeah. All right. See you later, Lex. You have a good night. You too, buddy.